Hey everyone, it's the Real Marriage Podcast and I'm Heather Gilstrap and we are back to talk about a pretty heavy topic. Um, but before we get into that, it is you know midsummer. I just had my birthday. Yeah, you're um, 35 years old. I'm you caught up? Mid-30s. My dad called <laughs> me. He's like, that. hey, you're middle-aged. I'm like, I don't think that's the same as mid-30s. I don't know. I think we're there. Middle-aged? That's like 40. Most <laughs> 50? Oh, you're you're being official. I mean, we're in the we're in the realm. We're I we're heading towards that. I do not that. receive. Okay. I'm still in my 30s. That that that's young. We're young. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, okay. I'm going to move on. I haven't had time to process my age. So, I think I need to have like some time to myself. <laughs> yeah. No, we're I think age has become like as our parents are I guess they're all in their 60s. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're doing they look amazing. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I think age has changed for me of like what I thought was old. Right. And what's not old. I know. It's like, I'm just getting started. Just getting my life back a little bit. Right. The, <laughs> the body says otherwise. But yeah. It's a little achy every what are you morning. Looking, what are you looking forward to in 35? You made a big decision with I your did. social media. Tell, tell them about your commitment for a year. I'm so excited. I'm off all social media for a year. I might even continue through the election because, I mean, I don't need to explain why. <laughs> it's going to get crazy. But um, yeah, I just felt the Lord asking me to give that up. It was starting to feel just like a very big distraction. Um, I have I found that the more mental weary I've gotten just with five children and your, and your role and just the intensity of it all that I've caught myself scrolling more than ever in my life. And I just knew the Lord was jealous and he wanted my ears. He wanted my eyes. And so he gave me very, very, very clear signs that I'm asking you to step away. And, um, so I am, and it's been five days and I, for something like that. And I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as that goes, like I haven't missed it. Um, you sound like an addict. I'm doing great. I'm going forward. <laughs> well, you know, that's scary because it really can be. There was a part of me that's like, I'm going to miss out on so I know, much. It's wild. And but I, you're you're going to love it. It's just, it's nice, but it's so, so much. It's, a, it's like you said, the word distraction. And we have found that we only have so much mental space and so much time. And so how we use that is very important. And uh, it's just a tough practice to kind of get away. It's like coffee, you know, you just kind of run to it. Yeah, I'm not giving normal. that up. Yet. Yeah, that maybe, maybe when I'm middle aged, talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think as I, you go, you need more. But. Probably. I have felt like I've needed more with every child. But I, I think I'm most excited about is what the Lord's going to speak to me. I feel like I'm going to have time to be creative um, and kind of find myself again um, with these little pockets of time I hope to have. So that's what I'm most excited yeah. about. Yeah, opening up more more mental space is a good thing for yeah. sure. But today we are talking about uh, something that you wanted to talk about, actually. Yeah, I get into all the negative stuff. I don't know why. <laughs> maybe maybe because I was thinking about 13 years or so of ministry, you know, this so many years veteran, right? Oh, yeah. But, you know, we worked with married, married couples in uh, Florida and, you know, obviously just getting kind of the seeing behind the curtains in people's lives and, you know, being confided in for things going on and the challenges people face. This is just a topic I feel like maybe doesn't, you, you maybe don't think about it being a wedge or something that causes separation or divorce or, you know, taking us that way. But to me, it's the beginning stages of it. And mm -hmm. I've found with people who maybe 10, 20, you know, years into marriage start walking into really big difficulties, this topic is something that started 
way before right. they've gotten to the breaking point. And I was reading an article about bitterness, and then it was a Christian author talking about how it's kind of like a windshield, and you see a little crack, a rock hits like one part of the, the windshield, and it's like a little, little bitty crack. Mm-hmm. And you don't think it's a big deal until the crack starts to form and it starts to spread and it starts to get bigger. And then all of a sudden you can't get control of it. It just grows, Yeah, grows into something that you have to deal with, but it's almost like it's too late. And I love that word picture about bitterness. And so I feel like people early on in marriage, you go through things or you have these quirks or obviously your spouse annoys you or frustrates you or has certain things that they do that gets on your nerves or maybe talk about it and they don't respond or you don't talk about it, but there's just, I feel like a sense, or maybe it's more common than it should be that stuff starts to kind of stay within you and the bitterness rises and it starts to affect you to where, you know, 10 years later it all comes out Mm -hmm. and we're far beyond the place of when we should have dealt with it. Yeah, for sure. I think sometimes it can stay in there so long and you're processing with it on your own you've now come up with a conclusion on your own without the other person involved at all, which can even be really dangerous. Um, Or you can go find counsel in people that will tell you what you need, what not what you need to hear, but what you want to hear Mm. that then feed all the reasons why you should feel that way. And that can make it even worse too. But I think we wanted to start with breaking down like what bitterness is, what does it look like in somebody's life? Um, So heaviness, Anger, frustration, someone holding on to something from the past, you know, and people tell you those stories, but it sounds like the way they're speaking, it's in like, I think you're still feeling it. Like it's like it's yesterday. Yes. Have you, have you been in conversations like that? People. It's been me. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Not with you, but with other interest, uh, tough situations, I'll say. Uh, but yeah, it's really intense, but you don't want to tell them, but there's been times when that's happened. And I'll ask them like, when did this happen? And they're like, Oh, it was like five years ago. I'm like, yeah. Oh, but it's so fresh. And so that wound is still there. So any, what I've found is like any little throwback to that, or this small thing that happened brings forward everything, that initial feeling or all the feelings that have happened since then piled onto it. Cause there's so, there's no resolution. Well, that's what I um, felt like for me when I struggled with this. And again, not as much with you, but with other female relationships, it felt like there was a file folder in my mind with their name on it. Yeah. And I literally, yeah, there's, there's, you know, I'm, I don't know how to explain. I don't want to, there's just people, somebody who hurt my feelings, said something, didn't stand up, like didn't hold their end of the, what they said or. I had hopes, I had expectations. It was just all over the place, sure. up and down. And they hurt my feelings kind of consistently. And so I just felt like I literally had a file folder in my mind uh, with their name on it. And every time they did something, I would add it. And so I was building my case for all the reasons. And so, but when I added something and I opened that file folder back up, boom, it was like, all of it. I, all of it. I yeah. would just feel so, and it was over the top, you know, but it was like, I couldn't separate the situations because it was all from the same person. And it was like so many years in a row of the same things. So I started to okay. get bitter. So anytime that, that person would come to mind or a situation or, you know, we're going to see them hang out with them. I'm just guessing. I don't even know what you're talking about exactly, but, um, like, why do you think that happens? Is it because there was no resolution and it wasn't, 
you know, that person maybe didn't acknowledge it or it was just like you were saying, you as an individual were processing what was going on and couldn't overcome it because it was still there. And so then it kept adding to it. Yeah, I think I wanted them to apologize. I wanted them to own it. But even now, you know, looking back in hindsight, it's like, yeah, they were never going to. There's one of them wasn't a believer. So it's like, okay, well, I don't expect that. The other one was a Christian. So it's like, I would hope you'd own your mistakes, sure. <laughs> but I, there, there wasn't that. And so, yeah, I think, I think I struggle with that. And I think I also had expectations and hopes that it would be a certain way and it wasn't. And we had we, me and the other person had a separate different completely expectations yeah, i think mine yeah, which were, is common but my personality again it goes back to that i'm an all in it's mm. all or nothing and if like you're not all or nothing like then i struggle with sure. i don't know how to be with somebody <laughs> well so you think about that in marriage like how that can happen and kind of what you're explaining in in your scenario i think sometimes the other person particularly a woman that is feeling something towards their husband the husband just doesn't always know. No. And so I think one of the things I wanted to kind of go back and forth with is what is our role? Like if if I'm feeling bitter about something and you keep doing something that's just frustrating or, you know, I don't like, or let's say like, you know, I handle the money and that's been with seven of us and all the, you know, what we have to deal with. If you just kept spending money without caring about what was going on, What's my, like, what's your personal responsibility? Because no one wants to live. I, the word for me is an anchor. I feel like bitterness is like this anchor holding you in a place or a feeling about someone without a resolution. Yeah. And some people don't like conflict. They don't bring it up. They don't talk about it and they just deal with it or just push it under the rug, mm. which is, you know, that, That's so that crack, it'll come out because you're not strong enough to deal with it specifically in marriage. So what do you think is the role of the person, the spouse feeling it? How do we go about kind of approaching overcoming the bitterness so it doesn't stay there? I think, yeah, I'm trying to think back for times when I have felt that. I think I always first go to Jesus and ask what's my role first before I just, that's the, I feel the mature thing to do, which I haven't always done, but just like, what's my role? Do I have a wrong expectation? Like check myself first. Yeah, it's that's very, good. very important just to make sure of like, well, should I even feel this way yeah. or why do I feel so strong? So yeah, Being before a, you kind of approach the other person, you can come out swinging and it's like, whoa, why is this so much? Right. Yeah. Having a, Take the right a mindset, the right heart of how you yeah. see it. Like what else am I feeling? Is this on top of just some other stresses in my life right now? Like, is this ladies hormones? Like what's going on? Where are we at? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all very real. Um, and, and then I think it's being open to share and being and not in a attacking way. I feel like we've tried to be like, okay, I'm not. We try to approach it very. We preface it. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm not saying this is your fault. I'm just, but there's like a total like disclaimer on it. But you why know? do we do that? Because I think it's easy to get defensive when neither one of us want to hurt each other's feelings or mess up or fail because I think we feel like that with the kids a lot. So like we want to be teammates you know, and not, yeah. so I always know, like, I don't want to make you feel defensive because I just want to 
be able to talk about it, mm -hmm. right? And, so the preface is good. Yeah, and I think picking the time when you talk about it, yep. I think that sometimes, and for us in our life, and you might feel this way too, it's like, well, when is there time? There's never time. Like That's the other day, problem. he yeah. stopped me going up the stairs. I'm like, I can't talk about money right now. Like it's, someone's crying. Like, But I, I was on my mind and I would forget. You were like, I'm going to forget. It's got to get out. And I'm like, oh, okay, tell me, hurry. Okay, got to go. Great, you know. <laughs> It was so hard, but um, picking the moment that you're going to speak to them, even I think there's even been times where it's like, hey, I want to talk to you tonight about this disclaimer. Just be ready tonight. We're yeah. going to have a conversation. I love you, whatever. You know, um, I think that's really important, too. I think the other side of it is um, having an openness to forgiveness, like you're trying to seek a resolution to be heard, but you also want to be able to get to a place of forgiveness or, or moving on. Does that make sense? And not just mm -hmm. kind of wanting to hold a grudge or keep it inside. And so you spew it out and finally say something, but you're still going to feel it no matter what they say. You know what I mean? Well, and I think that's hard for people who were raised in a family that did that. So that, you know, that can be like a stronghold or, well, this is what I saw growing up. And so that's another level of wanting to break through, of not walking in bitterness and carrying bitterness, if that's kind of what you saw in a marriage as a child, which is just another layer of how strong this could be. It's like, actually, that's not the, the healthy way to do it. If you didn't see healthy communication. Yeah, you're figuring, out, figuring it out on your own, plus the personality dynamics and how people take things and how stressed, you know, work is I've, I've found and heard and seen a lot of guys are just more direct mm -hmm. to your point. Not very like, there's no setup. It's just coming, you know, when I want to say it, or when I finally say it, it's just straight up. And so I had to adjust for you cause you're more tender hearted. And if I do that, it's kind of going to feel sharp. And then I create a whole nother problem with how I've made you feel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think guys have to be careful about uh, the approach and the communication skills. To your point, again, they've never been talked to like that as they grew up or they weren't parented that way. So tons of dynamics, I think, to avoid and be aware of. All that to say is this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. What do you think? Um, one of the things I put in my notes is like what causes bitterness. I guess we talked about that a little bit and what it looks like, but I'm just trying to think about you know, people listening to this and their spouse just is repeatedly frustrating them mm -hmm. or doing things. Um, would you say that not feeling heard or understood, kind of like my voice doesn't matter, you're not hearing me, you don't care, kind of what I'm expressing and those types of things, maybe as a female can create like a, I'm not, I'm misunderstood, not seen? Yeah, I, or I think it's... Um I think sometimes like these ideas of like, that's the female's role or that's the male role. And so you just need to deal with it. Like there mm. just could be a lot of layers of to this emotion and this dangerous place you can get stuck in. So I think, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, not being heard as if, as a wife, um, not feeling valued, not feeling that even like with money, because I technically don't, provide for us financially that's just not how we've chosen yeah. to do it mm -hmm. so even that can feel touchy of like and I don't really I think it's just because I don't bring anything there with that but like when I've sold books and like I I have like some, like a piece of that it just feels so good you know mm -hmm. um so I don't yeah I think that is a big thing I was trying to think about you and I and um 
I don't know if you want to go there yet, but yeah, let's let's just be real about some of our journey, I guess. Of you have more towards me, I think, than I have towards <laughs> you, unfortunately. But you no. know, this is just it, it makes sense because there's just been a journey, right, of us kind of figuring out our lives and my job and continuously having children, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, what comes to mind that there was like a a bitterness feeling towards me? Yeah, I think most of my struggle with bitterness has been in female friendships and then things from my dad and just walking through stuff. And so I don't think I felt that until with you, really until we started having children. And um, I think I, I had a really hard time feeling like in the mornings, especially, I mean, this feels so minor when I say it out loud, but um, just the constant, like, I just felt like I was doing more. I was always the one waking up. I was always the one first out of bed, always making breakfast, like, and then you'd come like kind of out like 30, 40, an hour later and be like, good morning. And I'm like looking at you like, oh, hello. <laughs> and I, and I would show you with my face, like, are you kidding me? Like I've like, this doesn't feel fair. Like that's, I think it can feel not mm. fair. Sure. Um, and I think I struggled with that. Um, that hasn't changed. <laughs> Now that I think about it, but I think that I've also, it's actually <laughs> really helped because I've understood you. Like we've had open conversations about it, you mm. know, but I think that's where a lot of my frustration keeps giving me a funny face. No, no, no. I, I think it's, it's so much to it. Like, so then you, you can go into a lot of like what you do around the house versus what I do outside of the house. And then, so when I'm home, would like you to help here kind of thing, but yeah. then I'm carrying my work all that and the stress. And so mm-hmm. the only time for me to get a quiet space is at night after everyone goes to bed. And it's such like a, just a down, like hang out, relax for mm-hmm. me, but it can carry over and all that, all that kind of stuff. So it all has reasons, but to that point may sound like a small thing, but it produces a feeling in you or it did way more. It did. Is this is back when we had like, just Harper or I think maybe up until we had the three girls, which they're like, they feel like triplets cause they were all so close in age. Um, but I, you know, what was so helpful about that is, you know, you obviously knew, but it would, the day would start with a, I'm sorry. And then you'd feel bad. And then I would be like, it's fine. Even though it wasn't fine. And that was like how we started our days, which was terrible when I look back on it. But then it's like, we finally just had this conversation and we actually mapped out, like, where does our time go throughout the day? And we saw, and I visibly saw on paper, your only time to be alone is after we're all asleep and you tuck me into bed at 10 o'clock. That's your only time to decompress. Yeah. And it actually, just being able to have compassion for that and and to see, like, wow, from 8 o'clock in the morning until literally I go to bed, you are on with people, leading a church. Then you just come home and jump in with the kids, and then you jump in with me. And it's like, so now that I, when I saw that, it just gave me a level of compassion for you. But now I gladly wake up, and I gently close the door, and I want you to sleep. And my heart's changed with it. Something that yeah. really made me frustrated for years. Yeah. I get it now. And I, it doesn't, I'm not bothered at all. I've, and I've also just accepted like, I'm a morning person. You are not. And that's also okay. So my expectation on you was causing bitterness, but my expectation was unrealistic because it's just not how you're wired. And I was wanting you to be somebody that you're not. And it was just like, who cares? Like, like not all, 
Like, you know, you see like those really productive people wake up at 4 a.m. And you know what I mean? And I was, and then I was that's like, who you wanted me to be. I thought, I think I thought we had to be like that, like mm. to be successful. Maybe that's I think why you need to get off social media. Well, yeah, it's getting <laughs> My mind's being cleansed. No, I, I like what you you're know saying. What I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I think that's, it's been a cool, to that point, it's been a cool journey. And so I think even, you know, going down that road, there's things for men and maybe that times men are lazy or your husband's lazy or whatever the case may be, but there is like a, the need for decompressing or space or downtime yeah. or whatever. And we've talked about healthy outlets and making sure there is a time. One thing you and I do not do well at all is have time for us to do even things we enjoy. We love our kids. We love each other. We love, we're going to the gym and you're getting up early and I'm going in the afternoons after work. And so that fits <laughs> that narrative as well. <laughs> but that's, that's kind of the one missing piece for us. And it kind of, it affects us in certain ways. It can build bitterness, I think. Yeah. For sure. I I, I think that's a huge thing that we do not do well is I, I think we're bad at putting each other first or we're just putting ourselves first. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. We Thank try you. to encourage each other. Um, but to your point, I think we've come a long way to at least understand those dynamics and the why behind some of that stuff. Do you have a thing? I couldn't really think of it. I think the oh, money, look at that, guys. I think well. the money thing could have been, um, or just a lot of that goes back to just how us figuring out how to communicate. And Well, I love to spend. It's true. But we've talked about that. You're a dreamer. <laughs> I'm more practical. And if we don't, we're trying to stay on a budget, like it's a no, like it's a very it's easy no. thing. You yeah. get inspired and excited and I do, guys. things I like do. that. But so, no, I think that could have been, uh, and I think one thing I can struggle with is if I don't feel like my voice is heard or re the respect factor, which you yeah. don't really do that. That only happened, I think, early on when we didn't know how to communicate with each other. Or you didn't mm -hmm. know how I was approaching it. So a lot of the stuff for us, I think, has just been learn having a willingness to learn from each other and who each other are and why we're approaching. And it's gotten way easier from that standpoint. And you just made me think about something because when we struggled with finances and having conversations about them, I was coming out of carrying what I came from, which was just, we were just, we were the poverty kind of mindset yeah. out of necessity. And yeah. so I was coming in with that and I was coming in with that place of like, I don't want to live so stringent anymore. Like I've, I did that for a very long time because my parents got divorced. Like we're doing it the right way. So why should we have to be that? Well, shouldn't we just be, and not that I thought prosperity, but it was just in my mind, like comfortable. No, I don't yeah. want to do, you're working for the Lord. Like, no, I <laughs> blessings <laughs> upon blessings. Maybe. And that's wrong. That was wrong of me, but it just made me think what I said before. I think some of the resentment and the bitterness was actually from things even before we were married that right. we brought in that yeah. we didn't even know that then as we learn to communicate better and better, it's like, oh, wait, we don't want to operate this way. And it's just taken a lot of humbleness and a lot of maturity mm. to move past that and and to and to just grow. And, and when you feel the feeling of resentment and bitterness and how awful it literally feels inside your chest, it's like you kind of get to a place of like, I don't want to live this way. This feels awful. And I don't want to carry this anymore because you're usually the only one carrying it. Yeah, and especially if you're you have to get to a point where you can share it properly. And, and as a spouse, like the, the, the preface and how it's presented so you can be productive. Cause a lot of times I don't think the spouse is really going to understand where you're coming from. And the longer you wait, the more kind of like 
out of left field it's going to be. Because yeah. if there's a behavior that's happening and happening and it's affecting you and it's going on for a year and then you finally say something, you're like, wait a second. It's like a surprise. Like, this is how I live. This is who I am, you know? It's like, you should have said that a long time ago. And I remember I, my parents are so much better now at, uh, you know, their communication and they've come such a long way. But I remember times when they would get into an argument, when I'm like a kid, I'm like a five-year-old, you know, and they would bring up stuff like random stuff that hadn't been talked about, you know, from, yeah. from this or that situation, that situation and trying to get to a solution. But yeah, the consistency of being able to, to tackle that stuff. And to those of you who don't have kids, it's the prime time to figure it out because <laughs> literally, like we're saying, you just don't have as much time because you're developing bitterness for your kids. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Because you're really focused on them and running around and, you know, our schedule is so jam-packed. So thankfully, I think we overcame a lot early on to where this doesn't feel like an anchor to carry too much. Mm-hmm. Always something to be aware of and to work through and to just be on guard in your own heart. Like, am I am I building a case or am I, am I feeling like I'm starting to carry that bitterness? Because I think it's one of those sneaky things. That can come because it's usually small. Sneaky. I heard yeah. stinky. Oh. <laughs> One of those sneaky. Sneaky things that can come where it's like these little like, oh, that was annoying. Oh, You know, it can be very subtle. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like a month later, you're just really struggling with your spouse. So That's so interesting, too, because, you know, you were talking about with women or whatnot, or maybe something could develop for me at work. You know, those circumstances and maybe you can't express it to that woman. It's not the time or they won't receive it. And so then you're carrying something from another situation. So that's another like boundary or a communication set to know like, Hey, I'm feeling this from here and this is going on at work. I might feel a certain way or, you know, do you know what I'm saying? How that can carry over into the house or certainly how you parent because you're on edge or you're feeling that kind of stuff. And what would you say about that? Like, do you have, I think you want the marriage to be a safe place to be able to unpack and process stuff Mm -hmm. from work or stuff that's going on with a friend or whatever. I think that when I think back on the situations I'm referring to, um, I talked about them a lot and probably talked them to death. And I feel like sometimes you were like, I can't talk about this anymore. And, you know, and, and I wanted to be like, no, but I need to keep getting this out you know you're an outward processor i am an outward processor and you were very patient with me and what i learned from that and this isn't fully answering your answering your question but i when i look back on some of those relationships i realized that there's one thing i when i tried to approach the person i'd be like this is what's going on this is how i'm feeling i was not thinking about ask did i didn't stop and ask myself are they emotionally and spiritually mature enough to handle what I'm going to say because I said it, it doesn't matter how nice you say it, how well you say it, how many times you practice in the mirror of how you're going to present this. But if they are in a different place, they're going to not take it well. And Mm -hmm. that's what happened to me is it did not go well. And I look back and I wish that I wouldn't have ever, it almost wasn't even worth it because it didn't bring it. I'm I'm sorry. It didn't make it any better, you know, and, and that, that doesn't really, answer anything what you said I just wanted to share that because I'm sure somebody's struggling with somebody so there's there's unresolved tension there and it's still not better like it's not and but I looking back I wish I just like it wasn't even worth it to actually say anything because they weren't in a healthy place to take my words and 
like, oh man, you're right. Or there was none of that. Yeah. It actually made it worse. So I think there's something beautiful, I guess, what I'm saying with that, with the spouse, is just um, being able to find resolve with each other. Yeah. I, I think as a spouse, you need to be ready to receive and listen and care in love and sacrifice, whether you agree with it or not, or get it or not, that you are ready to hear from your spouse, how they're being affected, whether it's you or someone else, so you can help process and not let it linger. Yeah. So when there's outside tensions that could lead to bitterness, don't leave them alone alone in it because they might never get the resolution that their heart needs, mm. but you can help them along with the Lord find that place. I think that's my my wisdom. That's good. And what I've walked through. <laughs> no, that's a good way to close it. Yeah. Thankfully, you've had more with other people than me. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just a, a topic I thought that's very tangible, very real. Hopefully, it sparks some thoughts for you and your own heart and, and maybe in your own journey in marriage. You know, where are the places within you that when you start thinking about this, about your spouse, it kind of brings up that root of bitterness, as the Bible says, and to, to try to target it, pray over it, process it figure out a way to approach it with your spouse. And so hopefully that's helpful for you to think about. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Until next time, this is The Real Marriage Podcast.